Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Amen. Please be seated. In today's gospel, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. And what is it like? The kingdom of heaven. Before I came to St. Anne's, I thought the kingdom of heaven was far way in the future, a place to describe where I go when I die. What I learned in St. Anne's is that the kingdom of heaven has an already and not yet quality to it, of both and quality. The kingdom is not yet. Yes, it has a vast and eternal future to it, but the kingdom of heaven is already here, near, with us, right here, right now. Holy guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> that man is Years back, the Sunday school kids created the fast mural to help them wrestle with what does this mean, this kingdom of heaven? What is it like? What is it like? They created a mural of a huge, growing garden. The garden was filled with small creatures and big plants. The garden came alive in all the ways that the kingdom comes to earth. The kids created small things to populate their garden, like the ladybug of joy, the lightning bug of trust, the grasshopper freedom. Flowers populated their garden. Flowers bursting and blooming with each kingdom quality. Qualities written on flowers like compassion, respect, goodness, friendship, love, peace, patience. Qualities that can flower in our lives too. As we too, receive goodness and share these blossoming, growing goodnesses with others. Here are some fun moments. The phrase kingdom of God appears at least 52 times in the New Testament Gospels. The phrase kingdom of heaven, which is special to Matthew's Gospel, it appears at least 31 times in Matthew's Gospel. The kingdom of heaven as Jesus describes what it is like in diverse, poetic, and sometimes very strange, very disturbing ways, becomes a prominent centerpiece of Jesus' ministry. Jesus is not giving out easy, neat, fast answers to precisely define what it is, what it's like. Jesus repeats this story about the kingdom of heaven because he wants us to wrestle to wrestle with the so what of the kingdom of heaven. Why does it matter? How can this kingdom of heaven transform us, transform our lives, and transform our world? He repeats it because he does want us to remember. The ways that I repeat as a parent when my child is young, like put away your toys, clean your room, wash your hands, that's what Jesus is doing in repeating the kingdom of heaven is a holy and sacred nagging. It's a nagging at the door 
doing small actions with great abundant love. As suave and loving as being kind, planting seed of hope, helping to grow. I'd also love to think that Jesus speaks so much about the kingdom of heaven because he's always being covered with questions. Questions from the deeply skeptical, the confused, the curious, as curious as little children, wondering and asking, what's it like, this kingdom of heaven? Tell us more. It's as if Jesus is inviting us in, saying to us, come and see, listen, learn. Let me tell you the story. Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven in the story form of a parable. A parable can be a curious thing. A parable, we would understand it, is like a concise, short, simple story. Usually it's going to point to a moral truth or a spiritual truth. But the way that Jesus uses parables, he uses it in fully expansive, really creative and inspired ways. To fire our imaginations, to imagine a surprising reality far beyond our ordinary expectations, meant to shock us and invite us in. This is what parables do. That's what parables are for. For any of you that remember algebra, remember parabola? Parabola looks like the letter U. The way it's plotted, it looks like the letter U. The word parabola and the word parable share a common Greek word. And that Greek word is parable, meaning a side-by-side comparison or a juxtaposition. So what if we engage our imaginations and the mashup between parabola and the word parable is, remember how the parabola looks like the letter D. Maybe Jesus' parables are inviting you in to discover where and how you fit into the Jesus' parable today about the kingdom of heaven and what it's like begins by using ordinary and small things you can find in our world, like a mustard seed, like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like a small mustard seed. A mustard seed alone stays a mustard seed. The mustard seed to grow into something else needs something else. The seed transforms as its outer and protective shell breaks and cracks open and grows within its ecosystem of community, its community of soil, water, sunlight. Mustard seeds in our world, and yeah, there are few Usually, the mustard seed doesn't grow into a mighty tree. The mustard seed, like the kingdom of heaven, has a really vast, different quality to it. Like mustard and mustard seeds, the plant, it's medicinal. It can be used to create wonderful condiment mustard. And it's a weed, a weed that cannot be stopped. It spreads far enough. So in the natural world, the mustard seed can grow to about a three-foot tall plant or shrub. And what we need to understand is God's mouth is different from our mouth. In God's kingdom, as we participate in receiving and doing the small, mustard-sized world of love, God multiplies. 
God's multiplying power transforms a tiny seed into a surprising tree. A tree big and strong enough so that the birds of the air, and by extension, us too, can find shelter in the home. The next image Jesus uses in this parable is the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. If yeast is alone, if yeast doesn't work with something else, Yeast remains yeast. The yeast to make something else needs something else. As we need God in this inbreaking kingdom, the work of our small hands, kneading the yeast together with the flour to make dough, that, that process, that co-working, everything is transformed. That yeast in this parable is working an abundant, surprising three measures for about 40 to 60 pounds of flour, which would produce, produce enough daily bread to feed a village. I remember the night of COVID, where life's ordinary staples, like toilet paper, like yeast, were completely absent from the store shelves. Many of the poor bread bakers came up with a creative, imaginative, old, new way to make bread rise. Remember sourdough starters that took time, ingenuity, patience. It's as if the kingdom can arrive and transform us too in fast, ingenious, and in slow, patient ways. The kingdom of heaven then can be small things even find in our world, small things that work with something else to become something else. Small things increased by God's big power of love. The small that breaks into our world can be as small as a newborn baby, held in the mother's hands, resting in the manger of heaven. Getting back to the Sunday school kids in your life, a garden adds soil, resting under the soil where hard seeds, seeds in the shape of was inscribed each child's name, written in the kid's own handwriting. Those little heart seeds to grow into something else needed something else. The heart seeds in us too need each other. We need the soil of community, the water of hope, the sunlight of faith, and the trust that God gives to grow. The kids in your world reminds me that this kingdom is like a huge garden, planted, planting, growing now, growing in the future, drawing near, as we imitate Christ here within the four walls of the church, and here as we show up and blossom in the world. And we do this as we're flowering in compassion, decency, kindness, and love. In God's multiplying power, may our heart seeds crack open, transform, and grow together. May our words and actions become the mustard seed, the yeast, that God uses to transform our hearts and to transform this world as we live in this threshold space between this world and the next. In the always unfolding story, in the garden of already and not yet.